Welcome to Finding Certainty with your host and U.S. Army veteran, Patrick Lang. Over the next hour, you'll learn from Patrick and his expert guests how to attract more certainty into your business and your life. Now, here is your host, Patrick Lang. Welcome to Finding Certainty. This is the first time you've joined us. Welcome to the family. If you're a recurring listener, we really appreciate your patronage. We have a special guest this week, a good friend of mine, Michael Fompkin. He is a dynamic figure in entrepreneurship, digital marketing, philanthropy. He's getting into AI and how it can help his um, his clients and his colleagues. Um, Michael is the co-founder of VIP Ignite Live. He's a best-selling author. He's the author of The Insider's Gap to the Entertainment Industry. The list goes on. Uh, Michael has won multiple awards, including 38 awards, including six Tony Awards. He backed the 2013 Tony Award-winning Broadway play, Vanya, Sonia, Masha, and Spike. Michael, thanks for being here. We really appreciate you being on Finding Certainty. Hey, Patrick, it is so great to be here today. And I just really want to thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to be here today and just be able to spend some quality time. Like you said, you know, we've been friends for such a long time. And for those of you that may be just first joining in, I want to just let you know you are in the right place. Like Patrick is absolutely amazing. He's been such a great influence and made such an impact, not only on my life, but on the clients that I work with. And he sent such a great ripple effect you know, literally every time we talk with them, I just gain so much. So I am so honored to be here today, Patrick. Well, that's very nice of you to say, Mike. I really appreciate it. You know, I always start out the show by sharing a couple of reasons why I've invited this specific guest to join us on Finding Certainty. And and the first is that Michael is in a unique space where many, many people are trying to fulfill dreams. And I think of you as a, as a dream maker as a dream fulfiller mike and it's and you know you work with artists you work with aspiring actors and models and dancers and and uh, those that are trying to make it big in entertainment and you have decades of experience you're trying to help them understand the industry open up doors etc etc we're going to get into how you do that but I think it's a really unique role and a really important role because you know these are these are these kids' dreams, right? These are these people's passions, and you're helping them fulfill them. So that's the first reason I invited Michael. Second is he is a consummate businessman when it comes to marketing, when it comes to staying in touch with his clients and grooming and building those relationships and networking and the list goes on and on. You know, you're a big believer, I know, in investing in yourself. Uh, you do a lot of masterminds and so forth. So, you know, Michael is a fantastic example of how business should be done. And he's modeling that for these aspiring artists, because we we both know we're going to talk about this today, about how you have to treat it like a profession, not just a pastime. If you truly want to be successful at something, you have to take it seriously. And and so, again, thanks for being here, Mike. Looking forward to our conversation this morning. Absolutely. Really excited to be here. This is super exciting. Voice America, this is absolutely incredible <laughs> to be here today. Well, you know, we've had some big guests on, but you're definitely one of the uh, one of the biggest, one of the uh, most prominent, in my opinion. So thanks for gracing us. 
So I always start out the the show though with a little bit of background. You know, tell us where you grew up, uh, maybe a little bit about your your upbringing and and what led you to where you are today. Now you're an icon in the entertainment industry. I mean, you some of the connections you have, some of the opportunities you've been invited to be a part of are are the stuff of dreams, right? Speaking of dreams, but um, tell us a little bit about who who is Mike Flumpkin and and where do you come from? Um, well, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York, um, in a small little area called Greenpoint, Williamsburg, and it was very community. So this is you know going back so many many years ago, and there wasn't a lot of opportunities there. I always had an interest in you know just like every other child, you want to be an actor, you want to you know be famous and so forth. But the, the opportunities didn't really exist. And I wind up um, working in the food industry, wind up starting off. I was very young. I was 14 years old. Local pizzeria, really nice gentleman. Um, he's still around with us. He's older and retired, but gave me an opportunity to wash dishes. That was my opportunity <laughs> at 14 years old to wash dishes. And But I would work there for several years, and he would help me. You know, Obviously, I would go finish high school and go on to college. But I would wind up learning everything there is to know about the restaurant industry. And every day I would come in and we'd talk and we were super busy. He actually, his his lineage was actually connected to one of the very first pizzerias ever in New York City. Like he was like his wow. secret sauce, his recipes, like people came from miles around and we would always talk. He didn't have any children. So I kind of guess became a little bit like his adopted son. So we'd talk about business. He'd always give me these, old, you know, he's old Italian guy and just these stories and just about business, like like he lived life to the fullest. And I would wind up, you know, not only learning about the restaurant industry, but I learned about life. I learned about how to judge people, how to, you know, show kindness, customer service, how to interact with people, and just a lot of wisdom. And I'd eventually, of course, when I came out of school, I worked in the watch industry. I wind up kind of leaving the restaurant industry. I worked in the watch industry, and I worked for a company called Tourneau. And at the time, the internet was kind of just on the cusp of being more known. And I wound up getting a job that we sold high-end watches. And I wound up working there for a few years. I wound up becoming the youngest manager of one of their locations. So we used to sell watches anywhere from $5,000 to three quarters of a million dollars, right? And so it was super high-end. And I learned the art of like sales. I learned the art of appreciation of quality. So and my, my point in this is I wind up um, deciding to leave there and I kind of really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. I was married at the time. I had a young son on the way and I always had this dream in the back of my mind to open up a restaurant that, you know, that's something I would want to do. So I'd wind up going and opening up a restaurant and I opened up my own pizzeria and I was very young. I was like 22 years old, 23 years old at the time. I was literally so young. I used to negotiate with people when they would come in for prices. They would always ask, oh, where's your dad? And I'd always like, well, my uncle's not here right now. And they would give me prices and I'd, I'd pretend to make a phone call. And I would literally like, oh, my uncle, he said, nope, you got to come down better on the price. <laughs> so I was literally because they were like, you're too young to own a restaurant. Like it's just That's impossible. Funny. And um, I did that for a while, but I took everything I learned from that initial that initial person that was in my life, that mentor, that guide. And I really, and then as I worked in the watch industry, I learned all these high-end techniques and, and marketing and so forth. And I had all this knowledge. And when I opened up the location, the first pizzeria, um, there was probably about 10 competitors there. And by the end, by the time I sold it, 
we were down to like two. Like I was just very aggressive with our marketing, our advertising. We used to have a, a little technique we used to do in the watch industry where people could come in and trade in their old watch for a new watch. So mm-hmm. you somebody would come in with their old watch, they could trade it in, and then they could get a new watch. And I was like, okay. When I opened up the pizzeria, I was like, why can't I have somebody trade in their old pizzeria? So we ran these marketing, this guerrilla marketing, where we'd go out and say, hey, you can get like a large pizza for five bucks, right? This ridiculous price. But in order to get it, you'd have to trade in your old menu, right? So think about this, right? Whenever you want to eat, right, in your family's home, you're like, where do you go to figure out where you eat? Back then, you'd go to the menu drawer. That's right. So my whole goal was I wanted to get inside the menu drawer and start emptying out their menu drawer. And then I would send them a menu and then literally my menu would be there. So then the following week, they would start calling us and it worked really well. So we did all these different That's types brilliant. of things like that. And um, I did that for a while. I did that for probably about several years. And then I, again, I kind of got bored just like entrepreneurs sometimes do. Um, and I decided to sell the restaurant. If you're not familiar with the restaurant industry, it's like, you know, 12 hour days, seven days a week. My, you know, my, I had two kids now and they were getting bigger. So again, I, I sold the restaurant. I kind of found myself for a second time really not knowing what to do with my life. I was, you know, I did very well, built the business up, sold it, you know, for a 10x profit. And I said, okay, well, I went online and I started looking around for businesses and I came across this, this ad and it said, own your own modeling agency, um, meet beautiful people and judge beauty contests. I was like, wait a second. There's a, there's a, wait a second. Hold on. Hold on. So I've been covered in flour and garlic and tomato sauce since I was 14 years old. And you're telling me there was a job opportunity out there where I could meet beautiful people and judge beauty contests. Sign me up. Now, my wife wasn't too happy about this, of course, at the beginning, but um, what it turned out, it was for a franchise. It was for a business that they, it wasn't so much judging beauty contests or anything like that. That was just what's called a hook, just to get the person to click on the link. Mm -hmm. But what it was, was it was a new software company. And this is before Facebook, before the iPhone. This is going back, you know, pre-2001, so almost 23 years ago. And the world was very different. Just to kind of give you a perspective of the world uh, that existed back then, from the internet standpoint, um, the 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 current the, at that time the current um, CEO of of the New York Times was quoted as saying the New York Times would never be online. So I want you to think about that. Like it's only two decades ago, but the mindset of the internet, like how fast the world can change, you don't realize okay. that. But the, the the owner of you know the CFO CEO of, of the New York Times was quoted as saying that even the all the heads of the modeling agencies there was just elusiveness that we're not going to be online. That's just you know that's right. right? And this so, company so Mike, created a Michael, software. Yeah, go ahead. Michael, sorry. Let me catch you off for a minute I, before we get into the next phase here. Tell me, you, you talked about this pizzeria owner that mentored you, right? Mm-hmm. And then you got into the watches, and I assume you had a manager, a coach, or someone who helped yep. you. How impactful was that mentoring? And how, I guess, uh, you know, what did you take away from them that has led to where you are today? And I want to transition into the entertainment and the and the internet. But before yeah. we go there, let's let's touch on this topic because I think it's a really important piece of finding success, and it's led to, in a very real sense, what you do today. Well, I think that you know, I I was really lucky. I grew up in a rough neighborhood. I'm not going to lie. Like, like Brooklyn at that time was a rough neighborhood. Like the people in that area, you you either became a police officer, or you became a criminal. Like the, the, those were your two choices, honestly. 
um, you know, uh, you know, some of the associates or some of the people that were, you know, in my circle, they stole cars, they sold drugs, they were consistently, you know, involved in gang warfare and so forth. Like it was a really rough neighborhood, like walking the school, walking to the train, like you, you had to know how to hold yourself, you had to know how to fight, like you had to know how to defend yourself. So there wasn't a lot of great influence in my life whatsoever. My father died when I was four years old, literally had a heart attack in front of me. I watched him oh, die wow. right in front of me. So I only had my mom and, you know, my mom now is a single mom and she did everything she could to, you know, provide me with a great life. But I didn't have that father figure there. So I was always searching for that. So like, I think when that initial um, owner of the pizzeria came into my life, he became that person. Um, and I always looked to people like I, I knew very early on, I knew the difference between right and wrong, obviously, right? And I knew I didn't want to be involved in in that life. I, I was I always had a good heart. Like I just had a good heart. I went to church every Sunday. So I always looked for people to that could give wisdom. And like I would always retain it. Like I just knew I didn't, nobody told me to do this. It's just something I just did. Like I just knew to write things down, to remember these things. Even 30, 40 years ago, I can remember every moment, every saying and so forth. So as I went through life and I kind of now I have the more of the realization, I learned that everywhere I go and everyone I meet, whether they're above me or below me, provides me with value. Right. I can either learn what to do to become more successful or I can learn what not to do. Like, you know, we, working Absolutely. in the entertainment industry, we meet, you know, it's interesting because you said dream maker. Right. Um, one of my one of my associates, he's one of the most powerful agents in the world in New York and Hollywood. He literally has on his computer a sticker that says dream killer, a dream maker, dream killer, hmm. because his job is to kind of tell people why they're not going to make it. And 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 it's something like when I first saw that, I was like, whoa, that's that's pretty harsh. Right. But then I realized that that's just that's just his value system. Right. That's just how he perceives the world, how he perceives himself. So whenever I meet people now. You know, I used to kind of separate myself, right? Like at the beginning of my story, right? the criminals or the cops, right? The good guys or the bad guys. I would separate people. But now I realize that you learn something from everyone. And it took me a long time. It took me three decades to learn that. But now I realize like now all of a sudden the whole world becomes so much more valuable. Like and and what you can do and how far you can push yourself. Like there is no excuse. You know, everyone, you know, people all the time talk about investing in themselves. And, you know, Warren Buffett's one of his favorite, you know, quotes is the best investment you'll ever make is, is investing in yourself. You know, I've invested close to probably seven figures, a little bit above seven figures in my education and masterminds and trainings, traveling around the world, you know, um, surrounding myself with the best people. And I've been in some incredible rooms, right? I've, I've, I've sat and I had dinner with the former president of the United States. Right. And sitting there in this room with all these amazing people, you know, congressmen and senators and, you know, all these wealthy, successful people. And it's so interesting that some of the concepts, some of the best concepts I've learned, I learned in a pizzeria. I learned while selling watches. Right. So but it, it, every step takes you closer. You know, people talk all about all the time about not being having resources. Well, I can't invest in myself, Mike. Or I don't have money. You have all the it's, it's you have the resources. You're just not resourceful. Like I realized that like every business I started, I, I started, I started businesses during recessions. I started businesses during economic turndowns, like, but nobody told me I couldn't do it. There was right. nobody saying you couldn't do it. So you just went ahead and you did it. And you, what you have to learn is you have to learn to leverage what you have. You can't concentrate on what you don't have. You know, I watched a really interesting YouTube video the other day, young gentleman traveled around the world 
and he started off with like $10. And I was like, oh, this is pretty interesting. And literally that $10, when he arrived like in Paris or somewhere, he went and he bought a Windex bottle and some Windex cleaner. And he just started going up and down the streets, offering to clean people's windows. And he wanted to make a point that he literally would, could make two, $300 a day doing this. And then he would save up enough money. He'd sleep in a hostel. He would go to the next city and so forth. So my point being, it's like, it's not impossible to do anything, right? You have to be willing to invest in yourself. You have to be able to be resourceful. You have to use what you have. You can't take influence of people who tell you you can't do it. You have to listen to the people who tell you you can't. Your community and your network is going to be the most important thing. And yes, I was really lucky that I had the right people come into my life, but I attracted them. I brought them into my life because I, I, I shied away from the people who wanted to hold me back, right? The people who wanted to hold me, they, they've had some exciting lives too, right? It, you know, it's pretty exciting, right? Sometimes being the bad guy is exciting, right? right. Criminals have the big houses and the mansions, right? But at the same time, I wanted longevity. Like I always knew any company I wanted, I just wanted to have longevity. And like, you know, our latest iteration of helping models and actors and musicians, you know, we, we've been doing this now for 18 years and we've built like a foundational company that will like transcend time. Like the company is at a level now where even if I decided to step away, the company will be able to continue. And like, that's like the greatest that's vision for anyone starting a business to reach that level. And it seems like an overnight success, but it took 18 years to get there. So you talked about longevity, right? And I think, you know, as we talk about certainty, which is the focus of our show, finding certainty, really it's creating certainty, right? It's something we build, it's something we develop, not usually something we stumble across. But longevity is a fantastic word. And we talk about mentorship and figuring out where we're going. You, you started to get into the transition into the entertainment industry. But I believe that if you, Look at everything you do with this long-term view of how do I have longevity in what we do? How do I create a legacy in what I do? I think that's a, a really important standard, if you will, really important principle to live your life by. We're coming up on our first break, and I want to get into how you transitioned more. You, you started talking about the transition and the, how the internet was evolving. But in the last minute here before break, was there one lesson that you learned from that mentor back at the pizzeria that has taken you to where you are today? Yeah, treat, treat the, the value over deliver to your customers. Give your customers the best value possible. Like just really over deliver. Like when you work in the restaurant industry, quality, consistency. Like mm -hmm. every ingredient we use with the with the best. Like we would go out and get the biggest shrimp, the best sauces, like everything of the quality. Like there was a special cheese we used to call it grande cheese. It's the most expensive cheese you can get for pizza. 99% of the pizzerias will never get that because they're just trying to cut costs. So they're giving the customer a lesser quality product. So that something as simple as that cheese, everything I do, how do I reach that level of giving people the best value? I under promise and I over deliver. I love that. Um, that's what you do now with VIP Ignite. I know when, your customers come to your workshops and they're coming to be mentored and trained. They always come away. And I've been there. I've experienced it. They come away blown away by the value they receive because you under promise and over deliver. I mean, they, they come excited and optimistic, but I think they're always kind of, um, kind of amazed by the, I always say I was expecting something good, but I wasn't expecting this. That's like our number <laughs> one quote. <laughs> yeah. So, 
We're visiting with Michael Fonkin. He's the co-founder of VIP Ignite, the best-selling author. Um, we're going to go to break right now, but we'll be right back and we'll continue the conversation about how he is literally transforming the entertainment industry in his own way. We'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero-cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888-684-3122 to learn more today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at CertaintyTeam.com. That's Certainty, T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. Welcome back. You're listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang and Michael Fumpkin. Michael is a renowned icon in the entertainment industry has won multiple awards including tony's and um we were talking about some of the mentorship that michael has experienced that he felt has led him to where he is today including his mother single mom for many many years uh i'd really like to dedicate this episode to her michael i know you lost her last year about a year ago and uh in fact we were going to meet back then and we weren't able to because you had to, you were dealing with the funeral and the and what I call what we call I, I like to call the graduation ceremony right the celebration of life but your mother's name is Philomena correct yes Philomena old wow. old fashioned name she must have been an incredible woman to have raised uh, you as a son but um, you know I think it's as we look back at our our mentors whether it's our parents our, our former employers or whatever they they really do leave an impact on us. And when you talk about having longevity, I think a lot of it comes down to the mentors that we had and what they model for us, right? The, the principles they instill in us, the confidence, right? I uh, One of the things I'm proud of as a father is I've always tried to help my children be confident and believe in who they are. I remember a story uh, or a, an experience where my son was 
probably four years old or so. And he, we were at McDonald's and he didn't like the toy he got in his Happy Meal. <laughs> and he wanted to go exchange it. See if they'd give him another one. I said, well, you can do it, but you have to go ask yourself. But here's this little kid who, okay, no, 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 dad, I don't want to know. You got to do it yourself. You can do it. He goes up to the counter. Can I exchange my happiness? <laughs> you see this hand, because he's not even tall as the counter. And, and they gave it to him. And I've tried to instill in my kids that kind of confidence. And now they're, you know, they've, they've all won scholarships. I've got two division one athletes. Uh, my, my daughter's a gymnast for the Ducks. My son is a diver for Cal State. You know, they've got, they've gone on to do some amazing things. As you look at your mentors, um, and as you transitioned into this entrepreneurial world of your restaurant and then getting into the entertainment industry, was there something about the lessons that you learned that helped, I guess, serve as the the, the wind beneath your wings? Um, I've had that experience in my life. I'm sure you have as well. But is, is there something that stands out to you from those mentors that you feel helped you get to where you are? You know, I like I stated earlier, um, you know, so many great people came into my life and really inspired me. But at the same time, I've met people who, you know, like when I got involved with the entertainment industry with that franchise I was speaking about earlier, one of the people who ran the company was absolutely brilliant. He was just, his mind was just his ideas. Like I just literally couldn't not get enough learning from him, like just his ideas and how to run a company. But he 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 would wind up being the reason the company would wind up going out of business. He just was like mismanaged things. And, the, you know, the company I invested in, they went from zero to $150 million in less than two years. And to kind of give you an idea, um, you know, because $150 million may not sound like a lot today, but at that time, it took IBM like 10 years to reach $100 million when they first started. So it was like right. an incredible feat that he did. But he didn't provide value. Like he was great at ideas, but he didn't provide value. And he hurt a lot of people. He wound up bankrupting the company. We wind up losing everything. I at the time had invested in like, I had owned 10 offices throughout the entire country. I had close to 5,000 employees. And like literally I got this phone call one day that everything was gone. Like it was just gone. <laughs> just and, overnight. Yeah, just overnight. And, you know, and for many, many years, um, I kind of hated him. Like I felt like everything I had, I lost because of him. And I still had an appreciation for his knowledge, but I just was like, why, why couldn't he just do things the right way? Like why, well, you know, he just, just crashed and burned it for no reason. And I kind of had this hatred for him for many years. And about two years ago, I got a friend, uh, a friend of mine who from, from those, from that company called and he said, did you hear so-and-so committed suicide the other day? And I was like, what? And I, and he wind up, he took his car, parked it in the garage, turned on the engine and he committed suicide. And I remember just sitting there, just sitting there for like an hour. I was remembering every dinner we've had together, sitting in his office, overlooking, you know, time the corporate headquarters was in Orlando and just having these conversations about the future. And just always in the back of my mind, I just was like, oh, he's just not, he's like so close. He's just not doing this right. And and then for him, you know, realizing to reach a point of his life that nobody was there for him, like that he would literally end his life. And he was brilliant. Like he was like an Elon Musk, brilliant, 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 wow. brilliant. And I was just like, 
I started thinking, why, why didn't he call me? You know what I mean? Why didn't he call somebody? Like, how, how could he do that? And, you know, at the time, I'd, I'd forgiven him. And I, I realized that everything I would later go on to have was because of him, right? So instead of looking at him as somebody who took everything away, he gave me the knowledge. He gave me the tools, the resources to build my own company. So I, I want people to realize, like, when I say, like, you learn something from everyone, you take value from everyone, like, whether it's good or bad, it's how you use what you learn, right? right. It, it, can, there's a famous story one somebody once told me about being a lifeguard, being a, a co- working for the Coast Guard, right? And it's your first day, and you you fly a helicopter, and you go out into the water, and you get a call, and there's people in the water, a boat turned over, and when you get out there, you see people floating in the water, and you realize there's more people in the water than there's room in the helicopter. And you can only save so many. By the time you come back to land and go back, these people will drown. And as your first day on the job, how do you decide whose life you're going to save? And this very valuable lesson, as you bring the helicopter closer to the water, something magic will happen. There will be people who will start swimming towards the helicopter. There will be others that won't. They literally in such a panic. They have just so lost that they just won't swim towards the helicopter. They won't try to be saved. And when I started so many businesses, I realized I have to understand that. I have to accept the fact that in the entertainment industry, the difference between being a dream maker or being a dream killer is I can only save the people that want to be saved. I can only save the people that are swimming towards the helicopter that want to embedder their lives. I completely agree, 100%. In fact, I was just having this conversation yesterday with my VP of sales See, we, we have affiliates across the country, coast to coast. And I was talking with her and I actually mentioned it in our team meeting that I spend my time with the people who are blowing my phone up. There are reps who I never hear from, right? There are those who are uh, doing their own thing. I mean, they're all independent contractors, so I don't manage them, but I do lead them. But I spend my time with about 10% of them because mm-hmm. they're the ones who are swimming toward that helicopter, right? They're the ones who are asking for my help and asking for to be mentored and 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 wanting to do two, uh, one-on-ones and um, it, it's a it's a true principle right you have to you have to be selective you, you only have so much time and only so much bandwidth and resources you have to be selective where you use it and i want to give it to the people who are asking for it absolutely so let's let's move on to this transition because this time passes quickly but this transition from Pizza and watches, which are very, it's interesting because they're very different industries, but you <laughs> learned lessons from them both. But then you started getting into the entertainment industry. And, and where did the franchise lead and how did it lead to where you are today, to VIP Ignite? And let's, let's talk a little bit about what VIP Ignite is. I've alluded to it, but do you mind just explaining how you got here and what yeah, you do? I'll give you the, I'll give you the nice abridged version. So I invested in a company that had created a technology to help promote talent online. So the very first one, so they, they were the amazon.com of technology for, for agencies to be able to work with talent. Um, so when, if you think about like, how does somebody needs a, they call a modeling agency, they're, you know, Versace, they need a girl, blonde hair, blue eyes, five foot six to five foot eight. How do you get that information over, right? From a roster of girls you represent or guys, or I need somebody for a movie. In today's world, it's databases. You, you submit out their photos, everything sent in an email in seconds. That didn't exist 23 years ago. 
Sure. That technology did not exist. They were the ones who created that technology. They created a technology at a time when most agencies didn't actually have computers. Okay. That's how different the world was. <laughs> and 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 it so it was more of a business selling software. It was more of a SaaS business. Um, they did really well, but obviously, like I said, there were some issues with accounting and how the company was mismanaged. They had a very high burn rate because they were consistently trying to promote this and so forth. Company imploded. They went out of business. And at the very end, right before they had went out of business, they had this concept of doing events. And um, it was just pretty much like, hey, we we, we want to bring agencies and talent together. We can pitch the software. It'll be great and so forth. And the company never got the chance to do that. So when they when the company exploded, you know, imploded, I was stuck with leases and employees and I had to unwind all of this. Like I was just like literally like I had 5,000 employees I was responsible with. I had 10 offices throughout the United States. And as I unwound all of this, like I just said, you know, I, I can give up and quit <laughs> or I can figure something out. And I was really intrigued with this concept of meeting people. And at the time, I didn't know a lot of people in the industry. Honestly, I knew some of the, you know, some of the people that worked in software. I knew some people that worked at some of the agencies, but I didn't have all these connections, right? I was software. So I decided I wanted to do an event. Didn't know what I was doing, but I just knew I was going to do it. And I literally, um, I ran an ad on Craigslist and I said, hey, I'm hosting an event in New York City. I'm looking for people in the modeling industry, the TV, film, fashion industry. Um, we're going to serve lunch. You'll be compensated for your time. And oh, by the way, you must love kids. Literally the simplest ad, like just threw it out there, right? Just put it out. I worked with what I had. I started building a small website um, to kind of, you know, create the idea of the company and, you know, meet people, get connections. It's not about who, you know, who you know, who knows you, right? Through all these different marketing ideas together. Put this ad up. And literally the next day I got 40 responses. And I opened up these emails and I was like, oh my God. I was like, my partner, Alicia, I was like, check this out. I was like, this guy helped produce Michael Jackson's Thriller album. Oh my God, this person was on The Human Weapon. Oh my God, this person is like in the WWE, like all these incredible people. And I was like, wow, they must really want lunch. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> and it was on Craigslist, mind you. Right. But what I didn't realize was I had put the ad up the night before the writer strike. So all these people were about to be out of work. So here was this gig. You're going to get paid. You get to talk to kids, right? And they apply. Here's the interesting thing, though, just to wrap this up and move to where we are today. That ad, I never ran another ad again. Out of the 40 people that applied, I chose 10. Those 10 people, 18 years later, account for us winning those 38 awards, winning the six Tonys. Uh, we have a new movie called Target. It's streaming on Apple TV and Amazon. It'll be on Netflix next year. So now I'm an executive producer. It's winning numerous uh, film festival awards. So not only have we won these awards on Broadway, we've won awards in the film industry. We've helped connect and guide talent. We have success stories that trans transcribe the entire planet, right? And it all became because of who you know, it became from networking and building relationships of overvaluing, like, and, and learning, right? Those same inspirations that my mother that drove into me about learning or being over delivering, right? Promising people and keeping your promises, keeping your word, seeing all these moments that led up to that, learning the good, the bad, and and, and that's like what created the company. Like that's the core values. Like everything I've learned from those mentors are the core value. And that's exactly what our company does is we introduce people to mentors, but we introduce people to the highest level mentors. Well, you do. And when I refer to you as the dream maker, 
it's not always what you know, it's who you know, as they say, mm-hmm. right? It's and who knows much. you? And who knows you? Who you know and who knows you and understanding how to put your best foot forward when you meet those key individuals. You know, I was at your event uh, last year. You asked me to speak, actually, right? We, I spoke mm-hmm. about how to treat your passion like a business, how to treat it like a profession. We shared ter- several approaches to doing that. But you talk at length and you share and train and, and model for your for your clients, for your colleagues, how to do exactly that, how to, how to make sure when you get that shot, because it can be one introduction that can change your entire career. How do you make sure you, you make the, that, that good first impression, right? Uh, I think it's so interesting what you do because there are all these young, uh, they're not all young. I mean, it's uh, but aspiring artists and actors and, yeah. Our so most forth. successful talent, she's 61 years old. She Is was a church right? secretary making 30000 a year. She now books out $30,000 a day. Fantastic. Yeah. But as they come to you, they have this passion, right? They have this dream. And what you do, in my opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, but what VIP Ignite does is it accelerates their learning curve. It it helps them avoid the sh- the, um, the pitfalls. It gives them shortcuts. It teaches them how to make sure they take advantage of that opportunity when it comes. You've taken all your years of experience and you're condensing it in, into a very short period of time to make sure your clients don't make the same mistakes you've made and others have made. Um, you know, what would you say to that? What, what would you add to that? Is am I am I on the right track to find? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Like, imagine you wanted to learn, you know, um, a sport, right? You want to learn how to play a great, great football. You can study it on your own. You can buy books. You can watch YouTube videos. You can, you know, go to football camps. Right? There's there's all these different products out there that you can get to help you, but it doesn't mean it's going to make you a great football player. But imagine if you could cut through all the fat and get down to what it really makes a key player. And it was somebody like a Tom Brady who said, listen, for the next six months, I just retired, one of the greatest football players ever, and I'm going to teach you how to become a quarterback. How much do you think you could learn in those six months from Tom Brady training you versus trying to do it on your own or working with somebody below that level of success? 100%. 100%. That's what we do. We bring in the vice president of Warner Brothers casting, right? I want to hear it from him. Like I was on conversations the other day with the a VP of Paramount talking about where AI is headed, you know, how, how this will all play out in the next, you know, several months and several years. So it's having access to some of the most powerful people on the planet within your lane, within that TV, film, fashion, and music industry lane. You know, you can chase artists around. You can be a fan or you could be in the room where decisions are made. And that's what we do is we bring people into the room where the decisions are made and we prepare them and train them with the best people in the world. That's why we have a 98% success rate, but we qualify people. So it's not like you couldn't hand us a credit card and just, hey, I want to show up. Like we work with people who are aspiring. They've reached a certain level of success when they've gotten stuck and we show them how to get unstuck. That's fantastic. We're up against our uh, next and last break. We're visiting with Michael Fomkin. Um, he's the owner of VIP Ignite, co-founder, co-owner. Also, you own a uh, one of the fastest-growing talent agencies in the country, Truth Management. Yep. Let's talk about that when we come back from break. But 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. If you're a nonprofit in need of funding, we can help. Certainty Management is a cost reduction firm that also helps churches, schools, sports teams, and other nonprofits raise unlimited zero cost funding. Best of all, you don't have to sell anything or ask for donations. Call 888 684 3122 to learn more today. That's 888 684 3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty, T E A M, like Mary.com. Certainty Management can help create more certainty in your life with our deep discount health insurance options, even for 1099s, part-time employees, volunteers, and more. Pay less to protect yourself, your loved ones, and your team. Call 888-684-3122 for a free quote today. That's 888-684-3122. Visit us on the web at certaintyteam.com. That's certainty. T-E-A-M, like Mary, dot com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are listening to Finding Certainty with Patrick Lang. Have a question for Patrick or his guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now, back to the show with Patrick. So we were talking before the break with Michael Flumpkin about the uh, talent management firm that he owns, Truth Management. I love that name, by the way, Michael, because mm-hmm. how much... Uh, misinformation or misrepresentation or you know uh, over promising and and uh, under delivering goes on in the entertainment industry there's a lot of it right oh yeah we 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 had an example the other day of a girl who was going through an interview process beautiful girl so much potential and um one of one of the talent executives is interviewing her and she's like well you know i have a friend of mine that's setting me up with an agency in korea and right away, that right right off the bat, we're like, okay, well, there's lots of agencies in, in Asia that hire girls from here, but they're always done through agencies. Like, you, you just don't find somebody, oh, we're going to fly you to Korea. It just doesn't work that way, right? You don't even know if their pictures are real. You don't even know if they're crazy or not. So it's always done through agency negotiation. So in order for you to do international work, you have to have an agency here. That's just how it works, right? It's mm-hmm. like being a doctor, right? You have to have qualifications, certifications to be able to work in a hospital. You just don't hire somebody. So she said, so my the talent executive goes to her like, hey, so who's your friend? Like what agency she's with? Well, she's she's on TikTok. Well, like, well, what do you mean she's on TikTok? Well, she's my friend on TikTok. Well, have you ever met her? No. Okay. So they're taking you to Korea. As we investigated this, and of course, we're familiar with this because we're a part of Operation Underground Railroad. Um, we've helped in cooperation with Tony Robbins and, and Russell Brunson, helped freed over 3,500 kids from sex trafficking. This girl literally was about to be trafficked outside the country. And literally, as we explained this to her, guess what? She goes, but it's my friend. She literally, literally, that's like how 
powerful these this pull can be in this industry. Where literally, when you're saying to the person, there, there's no the bridge is 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 broken. If you go down this road, you're going to die. And they're like, no, I I believe that the bridge is still there. And it's just like mind blowing. And of course, we we saved her and so forth. But it's just like incredible, like what's out there. So like when you know that name truth, it's that's what we're about. We're just about being totally brutally honest and transparent with people in this industry. And of course, do we have enemies and haters? Absolutely. When you stand for what you believe in, you will have haters. You will have people who don't believe in you. And that's great because that means you stand for something and you're making a change. And as long as you know that change is for the benefit of others, then you push forward. You never want to let anyone ever, ever hold you back. I couldn't agree more. Um, that was the very first thought I had when you said she was getting drawn over to Korea for this <laughs> yeah. opportunity. I was like, trafficking, you know, if they put it, yeah. you know, uh, you know, you know, be smart, right? Uh, yeah. I love the fact you're involved with OUR. We're very involved with OUR as well. In fact, uh, you, you may not know this, but the last five episodes I did on my show, other than just last week, but the, the whole month of September and last part of August, we I interviewed different executives and principals involved with Operation Underground Railroad. We did a whole series on on trafficking that uh, that uh, during that month, and it's a it's a topic that's, that needs to have awareness. Obviously, it's becoming more um, more popular, more mm-hmm. um, biggest business getting, in the world. It is well, the criminal enterprise fastest growing in the world, but but there's more and more people becoming aware of it and wanting to get involved. And you know, the sound of freedom, the the movie that came yep. out this last summer was obviously obviously a big help. But um, as you talk about truth, right? Truth in the industry. You look back on your mentorship. You're helping now your clients and your your community to accelerate their journey. Truth is such an important piece of it, right? Because when you can get to the facts, you know what to do and how to do it. You know who to talk to. You're having doors open to you. That's why I refer to you as the dream maker, Mike, because there are so many people out there who that's their passion. That's what they know they want to do, to sing or dance or, or, or act or whatever the case might be. And they need that mentorship, right? As um, as you're coaching your students and your clients in how to do that, is there a lesson or two you'd want to share online here for how to make it happen? Obviously, um, networking for- and mentorship are key, but is there something more? Yeah, I think um, anybody who's listening to this, and if you're aspiring or just starting out in the industry, um, anybody that you want to work with, have actual real proven results. Like talk to people's, you know, talk to the clients, see actual results, not fantasy, not something somebody's telling you. You want to work with people who have results and actually believe in you. People who are actually willing to invest in you, right? There's a cost involved in the industry, you know, getting the right headshots and portfolios and training and all of those things. And so many times people, I think when they're brand new, the first thing they say to themselves is I want an agent, right? That's what everyone says. You know, if you go anywhere, what is the first thing you need? They always say, I want an agent. If you change your question, you'll change your life. Ask better questions, you'll get better results. Instead of saying, I want an agent, say, how do I become the person an agency would want to sign, right? Understand, yeah, what do I qualify for, right? Am I a commercial print model, an editorial model? If I want to do TV and film, what's going to be the best market for me? Should I work in LA? Should I work in New York? Should I start working in my local area, community theater? Like there's so many opportunities out there 
But because people, there's so few legitimate resources online, it's a very difficult industry to get into. It's a very fractionalized industry. And, you know, there's so many wrong paths. And I understand why people, you just don't know what you don't know. And people kind of go through those hills and valleys. They're excited. They're optimistic. But then they get taken advantage of. And then they kind of crash and burn and they give up on their dreams and their hopes. But if you're starting off, seriously, ask better questions like, what are the results of this company I'm going to work with? You know, what do I need to become to work with an agency? Start researching, learning like legitimate agencies. You know, great resource, free resource, IMDB, the Internet Internet Movie Database. It's owned by Amazon. (laughs) And literally, you can go in there, find like your favorite actors, and they'll show you not only what movies they're in, what movies are coming up who their agent is, who their manager is, um, what the production company is, what the casting company is. It literally gives you the the, the encyclopedia, the, the phone book of legitimate people in the industry. Right. And it's always amazing when somebody's brand new and they're like, I never thought of that. You know, and to me, it was always like amazing. But now I realize when you don't know, you just don't know the right people to follow. So a great tip is, is, you know, go to actual legitimate resources to research and so forth. And somebody wants to work with you, you shouldn't be paying them, right? That is so true. They, If you want to work with an agency, they pay you. You get clients, pay them, and then you get paid. You don't pay an agency for representation. But just like a doctor, if you're going to want to be a model, when you show up there, you have to be a model. They're not going to pay for your photos. They're not going to pay for your training. They're not going to pay for your apartment in New York. They're not going to, they're not going to give you bus fare and food fare and rent money. That's not how it works. They're a business. They're representing some of the, you know, most of the agencies we work with represent with some of the, you know, biggest models in the world. These girls earn seven figures plus per day. These girls are on their A game. That's your competition, by the way. Like when you're an actor, you're an aspiring actor, like if you're trying to go straight to Hollywood, you're competing against some of the finest, greatest actors in the world. You know, understand the Stella Adler technique of acting, understand method acting, like have a monologue prepared. Like, again, you need to be the person these companies would want to work with. And if you and if you're not at that level or you're like, oh, my God, what is Mike talking about? That's a lot of a lot of jargon there. Then you need to start on square one. Right. Just like Dorothy. She made it to Emerald City. She got home, but she had to start on that very first brick. What we do is we help accelerate that, of course, because we put you in contact to work with, you know, the head of Stella Adler, one of the finest acting schools in the world. Our coaches train people such as Meryl Streep, Al Pacino, and so forth. You know, our our coaches work with, you know, helped relaunch the careers of people like Tyra Banks. So we, we, we have that stable, that catalog of people. But if you're trying to do this on your own, my best advice is be wary. Be wary. This industry is a lot of false promises, no delivery, and your dreams will be shattered before you can even begin. Well, and even danger to your and danger of uh, absolutely. And not only sex trafficking, crypto scams, romance scams, mm-hmm. like you. Oh my goodness, the, the internet. It's just unbelievable with the, these powerhouse social media companies. How through their algorithms. They control people's mindsets. They control people's ideas. You know, I am just, you know, I, we use social media. And it's a powerful tool. But if you don't know how to use it, it's like kind of like a chainsaw. You can cut down a tree or you could cut your arm off. It all depends <laughs> on how you use it. That's a great analogy. You know, I, I, uh, I'm a firm believer that you have to treat this passion, you know, this, this pathway as an, as an aspiring artist. You, have, you do have to treat it like a business. 
just like the the production houses and others, they're a business, they're looking at an investment. You have to look at it as a business. No, no business started with zero dollars. You have to invest in yourself. You have to you have to be willing to to put yourself out there. We're up against the end of the show. We could talk much more and maybe we should do a whole nother episode and dig in deeper about how you do it, what you do and some of the lessons, uh, some of the other lessons that you're, you you share with your people about giving away your secrets. But how do people get a hold of you, Michael? And um, how can they get started if they're interested in in working with you? Um, we actually, we, 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 do, we do actual live events online. They're open to the public. They're free to attend. They're two-day events. They're every week. They're about every other weekend. We bring on speakers and experts and training, and we give this all the way to, for free just for people. And it's live um, just so people can be educated about the industry. We're really, we reach a level of success where we can afford to do this now and help educate people. And it also gives an opportunity for people to learn about us and to learn some of the people we work with. Um, the easiest way is they can just text the word talent, T-A-L-E-N-T, to um, 26786. So just text talent to 26786. Once again, just text the word talent to 26786. And I'll provide you a link and hop on for free. I'm always there. So you get to say hi to me. And I do some really awesome presentations during that weekend. And by the end of the weekend, I actually tell people exactly what you qualify for as a model, as an actor, who your character is, what city you should start when start in. And we give them a ton of free gifts, advice. We'll even get a copy of our new book for free just by by logging in so uh, talk about uh longevity and talk about paying it forward mm-hmm. really appreciate what you're doing mike to contribute to the industry i mean it's an industry we all are we all enjoy we all benefit from and, and without a steady stream of new talent and up-and-coming artists it's not going to last and so i think we're all indebted to you for the work you and Deneen and alicia your partner and others are doing really appreciate your your efforts and I appreciate your heart because it's it is something you are paying forward and it's something that you're aspiring this next generation with and means a lot so thanks for all you do my friend and uh, congratulations on all your successes I mean you've had a, a, a you've even been designated to the presidential council for entertainment you've got so much happening but congratulations. We're really proud of you. I appreciate that too. And we we definitely have to talk about the president on the next one. I got I got some exciting stories I can share with that. But again, it was such an honor to be here today. And I think everything you're doing to show, you know, giving a voice to people and 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 just sharing such a great message is so impactful. And I can't wait for this to drop and 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 you know, share this with our entire community this weekend. Make sure that everyone subscribes and and you know listens to this show. So great. I'm I'm proud to be here. Appreciate you, Michael. You're a good friend, and I uh, wish you the very best. Awesome. Thanks for being here on Finding Certainty. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of Finding Certainty. We hope you've gained some more insight into how to create more certainty in your own business or nonprofit. Join us next week for another taste of the certainty experience. Until then, we wish you greater certainty in all that you do.